With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. I'm hosting today, Dan's away on holiday, great timing Dan. Um, I'm also feeling a bit under weather so apologies for my voice. But we have to go back over the game. The 1-0 defeat to Real Madrid. We've got the two sports scientists with us. How are you? We'll go you Phil first. How are you Phil? Yeah, not too bad. I think... Um... Yeah, a bit despondent, but I think, you know, you, you look back at things and you think, all right, fair enough. But, yeah, uh, I enjoyed the journey, and that's probably the best thing to take away from the season. <laughs> Process over outcome. Yeah, um, yeah. Sai, <laughs> you were there, mate. Yeah, it was like, so just like uh, in the past in Basel and Kiev, whatever, the trip was awesome. Um, but with this one, obviously... Uh, uh, it was a little bit more dramatic. The the game itself, by by the time they'd scored, pretty much half of the ground didn't care what happened. Yeah. And it was really Felt sad. Oh, yeah. So tell us what experiences you had then before the match. We'll do a little bit on this now before going into the game because I think it's worth it with first-hand experience you've had. So you guys would know, like I've been to Paris um, and around uh, recently and so I get the feeling of what the place is like, what's going on and I'm perfectly aware that the local suburb of Stade de France is, let's say... Not great. Yeah, it's a shithole. Um, and sadly, I feel a lot for the for the people that are there. It's it's basically where the Africans, African immigrants, get dumped um, by the French and shoved in tower blocks. So uh, it's it has all of the the st- sad state of um, of uh, social poverty and deprivation and stuff you have there. Um, which leads to the crime, massive crime rates uh, that you get with that kind of stuff. Um, and it feels like it. They've tried to pimp it up because they've got, apart from Stade de France, they're they're right in the midst of building the uh, Olympic Park there. Um, and so they've got probably about four or five high-rise buildings, tried to make it look corporate, and shit's on a building everywhere, which leads to loads of loads of road closures, traffic, uh, like uh, roadworks and... Um, 
and building of of infrastructure and train lines and stuff um which sadly over the course of the weekend left to um a significant number of uh, of metro routes um and stations being closed uh, which is really important when you consider UEFA put our fan park 13 kilometers away from the stadium and wow. the the concert was 3 until 6 leaving 3 hours to get 13 kilometers over one of the busiest cities in the world um which our fans did incredibly well yeah. um uh, w- but also didn't help with the the issues that we had cuz one of the one train station came up into the massive concourse of people of which they had created a bottleneck and it was a two meter wide path for ostensibly 15,000 fans to squeeze through and a whole bunch of locals so it was kind of scary but that's kind of jumping ahead we um uh, i took my my boy my 14 year old which was uh, amazing we had a road trip um down um got the euro tunnel we left it like six on friday morning um and road trip euro tunnel at lunchtime straight down um the amazing toll roads of, of france to paris uh, at, at 85 miles an hour perfectly legally uh into into paris it was great we arrived at like half four um met up with gags and uh, who was staying in our hotel and the uh, awesome steve p uh, and then Cam was staying in our place as well. Uh, we went out for dinner. Uh, Jess and I had this um, because I've been before. We I was I was aware of the um, awesomeness of electric scooters around Paris. So we oh, quickly went nice. and scuttled ourselves and found one, which is illegal with eighteen. Year, uh, you have to be eighteen oh. to ride one, but you know. Um, so it's, it's, it's a scooter for God's sake. Um, yeah, yeah. So he humped on in in training mode, limited to twelve kilometers an hour and uh trekked away around paris and he had an absolute blast up to Montmartre, ice cream all the good stuff nice and then met the boys in a in a bar that gags had arranged uh where he continued to have the time of his life belting out uh, uh bobby firmino and uh sadio songs at the top of his voice which gags uh videoed all over the and shared to the world while we're eating and um, so, so first day was absolutely tremendous. Second day, pimping away around uh, uh, Paris, go to the Eiffel Tower, which the police had already sent out a warning saying they weren't allowing fans anywhere near um, the the district that the Eiffel Tower is on, which set my right. my spidey senses ablaze at this point. Already Friday night. Um, and any uh, any justification for that? Is that just absolutely that- not? Absolutely wow. not. In the whole time we were in Paris, didn't see a didn't feel remotely intimidated by anybody. The the Liverpool fans outnumbered Real fans probably eight to one. Blimey, Blimey. I, I, that might be an understatement. Um, Reds everywhere, just having a great time. It was sunny. Everybody was having a great time. And uh, uh, around the Eiffel Tower, and then gradually over, like um, to Notre Dame, and up, up uh, east to eventually the Fan Park, which um, everyone had congregated on this um, like piazza, this uh, big uh, roundabout, 
um, in the, the east coast, east side of uh, of Paris, right next to. I thought that was a fan park, but apparently, um, the uh, we could see over the top of some people and then some trees that there were a few white tents, and then right at the top, you could see right at the top of um, a big video screen. We arrived there at like I don't know half two ish. Because uh, because the uh, the messaging was all that it was from one. It opened at twelve and it was from one. Didn't realise that the actual like uh, Jamie Webster stuff wasn't starting until three. Anyway, the, it was it was a great atmosphere. There was pyro going on, like tens of thousands of of scousers, like having a crack, singing a song, drinking some beer in the sun, um, kicking a ball around, climbing some fountains. There wasn't a street light in the in the area that wasn't um, scaled at some point and had photos taken on. <laughs> you know, it was awesome. It sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, this you. sounds what it should be like. Yeah. But the crazy thing is, right, we were there for 20 minutes um, and I, we kind of figured by the end of the 20 minutes that people seem to be queuing for something. In, like maybe in... Um, like uh, the 10, 10 people wide um, queue... And the queue was massive. I just thought it was where people were congregating. And then I realized that there was a fence there and they weren't letting anybody into the fan park until right before the, the three o'clock concert kicked off. Um, and it turned out we, we left, we, we, got, we didn't bother hanging around. We, we left before the concert, got in an Uber. And 10 minutes into that, um, they're st- looking on Twitter and they're like Neil Jones and people were starting to post photos from the stage and there were like 20,000 people inside the fan park alongside the 15 or 20,000 people that were on the roundabout. So they weren't not letting people in. They were already in. There was no room for anybody. It was absolutely yeah. jacked full, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, it's but, uh, we just, it is. And the atmosphere is uh, like totally electric. It might, Jess was having the time of his life at this point. I've since retrospectively seen videos of of uh, the police digging out um, three goons and a whole bunch of boxes of electrical and engineering equipment from um, um, manholes about uh, a block, so maybe 200 metres away from the fan park, which was a little bit worrying. There's rumours it was some, some kind of terrorism. It was very dodgy. They were being arrested one way or the other and nobody talked about it. So that was. I'm, I'm kind of glad we got away from that for sure. Um, and then we headed over, went, we went back to the hotel, got all changed and everything, met up with Gags and Cam and uh, wandered up to, uh, I, could, I like being at the stadium early because I want to see like the lads arrive. I love watching the warm-ups. I was going to say, you love watching the warm-up, really, right? Yeah. You like watching the warm-up, right? Like a normal I, I, absolutely. Yeah. I've, got, yeah. I've got probably yeah. a thousand videos of different teams warming up. Yeah. Um, and of course so, you have. Yeah. <laughs> no, I so, think that's like, normal. Think I'm weird. I'm their video in the opposition. Nah, that's that's normal. Sorry, don't take don't take it from Rodeo, right? I love yeah. it. No, I'm, I'm the same. I've I've got to watch the warm up, so I love it. We all do. It's the analytical side, but um, yeah, yeah. size profession as well. It is, yeah. yeah, there's always some ideas to, to steal. I'm not like there to mock the. Uh, Barcelona's warm-up they're amazing like just because they warm up in an unconventional way to uh, the methods that we see in in England it doesn't mean to say it's not best practice it's just not the same stuff we use um so I'm more than happy to nick nick uh, drills from from anybody um anyway the so because of that we met really early and went up to the park at six 
Also, alongside Jesse had seen like they were they were pushing the UEFA were pushing that you have to have the uh, UEFA app for to be in the stadium. So we downloaded the UEFA app. It was looking around it, and it said um, Jesse loves tech, and it said um, uh, that there is uh, table delivery basically. So if you sit, you get in, sit sit at your seat, take a photo of the QR code of the seat in front of you. You can order food, and it will be delivered to your seat while you're in the, during the game. Oh, and it's the deliveries deliveries continue until an hour after the game's finished. That's what it said. So he was full on excited. He's going to get this table service of amazing food. So we'd barely eaten all day. Deliberately, we're going to get this great food at the stadium because of ridiculously expensive tickets. And it was all Champions League final. So we so we went early expecting to get food and all this stuff. Thankfully, we got early. So we kind of missed the police trouble. But already walking, we were a, a kilometer away, just like literally straight up our street, just one um, straight line up to the stadium from our hotel. And it, it already felt shady on the way up. There were no police around, but loads of like dodgy gangs. We got alerts on our phone about, about um, uh, pickpocketing and mugging going on. And, you know, I've got my 14-year-old boy who's yet to grow. He's a little lad. Yeah. Um, and in his shorts and his shirt. So we got there, forgot completely that maybe we should be wearing more clothes than that because it's kind of cold. But you're not allowed to take a bag in, which was the other thing. Um, so thankfully we got in, uh, took up, took our pictures with Gags and Cam, got to, um, the process of, you get funneled up. Everyone's seen the, the pictures of the concourse now or where everyone, yeah. everyone got wedged yeah. in at six o'clock. There was no police fans blocking that, that entrance. They were down the side. So welcoming everybody in, in their intimidating way, but they haven't driven across at that point. So there was the full width of the concourse. To walk up and get your tickets checked, it was that pen thing. So they were doing the little highlighter pen on the corner of your ticket to see if I don't know to show if it was a if it was real or fake or whatever. I'm not sure what they were looking for, but we had ours. It was checked. The nice girl checked ours. We went through. We got patted down once and then had to empty the bag out, which my kid has because he's allergic to the world and so he's got all sorts of allergy medicines in there. And we'd also got um, his phone battery, which we checked on the ticket. It said phone batteries up to the size of a of a of a phone are um, are, are welcome. Okay, so uh, we wandered around. We got shuttled down the left hand side of the stadium um, where the concourse got really narrow. And I was like, I don't understand how these stadiums are built this way. It's like they 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 get built and then they go, oh, where should we put fans? So it's such a weird feeling and there was no trouble at this point but it feels like it's it, there were an inconvenience and the way they'd set up barriers was was like Alton Towers where they're just trying to kill time you know when they've got 12 like a snake people. like a snake yeah 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 snakes yeah, yeah. Um, and so anyway we got we got up to the next row of security which were the um, bag checks full bags emptied out and Jesse got um and we got like searched and this, the guy like properly body searched Jesse for a, a, well over a minute. I was uh, at one point going to report him for being a pedo. It was, it was, it felt weird, but it was weird. I got searched for like, you know, where they pat your arm, pat your leg and go, yeah, yeah, good yeah. Job. and it was like yeah, five yeah. seconds. And then this guy, I'm not exaggerating. It was well over a minute. 
Um, but anyway, he, he eventually got his empty his bag and got his battery out and said he's got to, he's got to give this in. Like what? Where? And it, there was a security booth with loads of these batteries in that this we had to give in and get a get a number. And I I made a joke to um, the, the 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 security guard who patted me down, going, you know, it's on the ticket. We're allowed. And the guy went, yeah, I know. Sorry, dude. Sorry, mate. This is but this is France. Okay. Right. Wow. Different rules. Okay. That kind so, of played out. Carried on playing out, didn't it? Uh, yeah. So we we scuttled off in, and and we got we 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 went inside. Um, there was there was barely anybody there at that stage. Um, the the people that were there were having a good time. We wandered up the stairs, big wide open concourse of stairs, and inside it was, uh, you know, it's it's comfortable enough. Um, and there was nobody getting food or anything, so we kind of looked at the options. We sat down. Jesse looked at the options of food, ready to order his food. There were two things, right? I was like, "Yeah, let's just go." So we went. We went to the actual kiosk thing. The food was minging. Nobody wants that stuff. There were two sandwiches that were absolute filth. Nobody was delivering. Nobody was ordering. It was all made up bullshit. Um, yeah. But while we're there, like the the this getting our sandwiches, there was like. Um, a couple of people like sprinted to the back of the um, concourse so they could see outside. And one guy, um, we didn't see this. I didn't know what was going on. One guy, he threw his jacket at his mate and sprinted out down the stairs to go and like get into a fight or something. That's what it seemed like uh, that, that somebody was going to rumble. And like people were joking around going, yeah, he's up for, he's up for a fight or something. Turned out that he wasn't at all. He was going to try and try and pull the police off from beating one of his one of his mates that he'd come in with. Wow! Wow! Even that early on, side. Uh, so this was seven, ten, seven, ten past seven, maybe. Fuck so there was already geez. trouble then. At, at quarter to eight, maybe that there was. Um, uh, I think it was it was one of the TV show presenters had posted on Twitter that he was. He'd never been more terrified in his life. He was going to in through gate U and it felt really intimidating. And he doesn't know what's going on, but he's, he, was, he was terrified for his life. And I was reading this on Twitter going, what? It was a bit weird. Um, and sat around us. Maybe it was about 60% full. There were big, like... Big empty spaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were big, big blocks in rows of like six seats together, obviously mates or whatever, yeah. that, that weren't in all over the place. And it felt really weird. Uh, but the Real Madrid, right at their end, um, that they, they were all in. It was all white. And they were the lower, t- lower two tiers of the, of the Real Madrid thing. They, it was full. That they, they, they were properly all in and singing. And then dotted around, there were reds all the way around the bowl. So three, more than three quarters of the stadium had reds in and only just the bottom tier of the, of the, um, the North Stand had full white. And I was like, this feels weird. And then people started... sense going mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people, when it, and then people started to talk about like, not being able to get in. Like, what are you going on about? Um, and, and gradually the, the game got, started getting closer and closer. We got distracted because the boys were out. And then the panic over Thiago not playing because it was very obvious he was warming up separately. And Naby then moved. He had a chat with Klopp. Naby started to uh, go join him with the, the first team. Uh, first team's warm up. So we're all like properly concentrating on that and panicking. And then that alert came up on the screen. The the state the uh, the game is being postponed by fifteen minutes because Liverpool fans have been late in, and we were like, oh my 
go, well, that's because you put it 13 kilometers away. And then um, a couple of lads who were just on the concourse came up and go, no, you should see this outside. And you could see, because it's all open, for, if you go on the concourse, you could just see straight out to the, to the gate yeah. and see what craziness was going on there. Uh, and it was mental. And it took about 20 minutes of different, different um, looking at Twitter and seeing like Gary Lineker and all sorts, and Kelly um, to- talking about how like, scary it was. Uh, and the second set of 15-minute uh, delays, and then all of a sudden there was a rush of, of uh, Reds coming in in their droves. This, these two huge lads, like six five, um, probably sixteen or eighteen stone, not big fat guys, but you know, bouncing yeah, yeah. big guys. Yeah. Separate ones. They weren't. One was sat in front of me. One was sat two rows behind, with a pop band. Or I can't remember the name. They're famous, but I don't know who they are. Um, I think it might have been their security or something. And um, one of them was bleeding on his arm, and his face was absolutely ashen. He'd been crying, and he was like, wow. the, the the sprayed us. Like what? And they were, they were like talking to them, they're like, like getting angry, the, their mates were, because of their treatment. And then the, the stories started to come out of what was going on out there. Like the, the police were battering them and, and tear gassing. And we're like, oh Jeez. my God. And there was like a shock descended over the end. How was your boy at this time, at this point? Oh, no, he was still, he was still busy worrying about Tiago. But he noticed <laughs> the guy's bleeding arm. And so he got a little bit... He was like, I don't understand what's going on because he doesn't correlate this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hillsborough's, yeah. it's not real. Yeah. Football violence is not real. Yeah. Um, that's good, though. That's, in some ways, that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. real now. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So, so the, the, there was lots of talk of this. And then, like, it, the fans kind of shook it off. Um, there was the weirdest thing, right? You'll never walk alone, which, which at Anfield, at Champions League nights, the, the Anfield, the crowd, the um, Tannoy starts at, at five minutes before it usually does. So they get, they get you never walk alone in before the Champions League um, noise comes on. But yeah. often it gets sung over and they try to avoid it getting sung over. It started, they, they did it 20 to nine, 20 to eight. So there was a massive... Uh, you'll never walk alone while the players were in the tunnel were inside in the changing room so the players never got to hear it and then it never happened again then they did the, then they put on the bloody concert all the fans were furious because the game had been delayed half an hour and they still yeah. put the concert on five minutes before the second delayed kickoff was supposed to occur so yeah. like there was just I wondered about myself it just seemed pointless yeah. didn't it oh god and so so everybody was singing um I've seen the TV since. I can't believe you. You were. I can't believe how well they managed to mask it because you can. You can totally hear the concert and you can barely hear the fans. You can hear that they're making a noise, but you can't in the stadium. You literally couldn't hear her. Yeah. Wow. You couldn't hear the music. It was. It was. We love Jurgen. It was Jurgen's yeah. song, banging as loud as I've ever heard. The Anfield crowd. It was unbelievable. The atmosphere for the first 20 minutes was absolutely unbelievable. Electric. And it gradually started to wilt. The, the, as we get into the game, like it changed. But quickly, after the game, everyone's devastated. Not really. I wasn't devastated. But Jesse was kind of, you know, he was properly yeah. gutted. Yeah. We were a bit... I, I think it was melancholy by that stage, but people were so annoyed by what had gone on. Five minutes before the end of the game, I, I saw you guys talk about it. I posted um, a video of 
um, at 85 minutes, like these machine gun warriors came out and yeah. stood, stood yeah, in a right. really menacing yeah. way right in front of our fans. The stewards yeah. didn't even get up at the other end. Yeah. And, and by that stage, the fans were just furious. Like, it was just, I can't believe they're doing this. What are they doing to us? And, and out of, if, there, if there were 20,000, I think they're probably close to 4,000 Liverpool fans, right? A lot of them are old. How many of those were at Hillsborough? Yeah, a lot. There's a lot of Hillsborough action going on there. Yeah. And so uh, we, we funneled out, we dashed off, right? And they'd closed three, three of the exits. So we, we were going down to the one single concourse, which goes under um, a motorway. So you're in, you're in an underpass, a big, probably 80 meter long, 80 meter wide underpass that the police had closed off, 80 me- closed off with, with their armored cars right across the end, stood with their tear gas in hand or machine gun in hand all down one side and right across the end. So they filtered us in and then didn't let us out. Jesse was sobbing at this point. I had four other kids right next to me. They, they were shaking. They were already upset because of the game and they were shaking. They had no idea what was going on. The fans, in, in the most civilized, objectionary way, were, were asking the police what was going on. They were laughing or sneering at us, but literally laughing. And I was going, dudes, what, what are you doing? How, I couldn't believe the, the way that they were behaving towards us. There was, no, there was just no aggression from Liverpool fans at all. They just blocked us in. And, and the concourse, the um, underpass was like 12 feet high at the most. And it got these purple lights on. It was really low, really dark. If you're claustrophobic, you were going to pass out. Like, it felt yeah. really, really scary. It was the scariest moment of, of Jess's life, for sure. Fuck. And then after maybe five minutes of, of fans going, what? What, are you do- what are you doing? Like, women were crying and shouting out to the police, just let us out, just let us out. Like, I had a, a woman in a, wheel, in a wheelchair, like a 65-year-old blonde woman in a wheelchair being pushed by some guy. I'm fairly sure he's blind, but, but like of some other dis- disability. It was right near us. And they were being just... The, the fans were coming out of the stadium into this concourse, being shoved with nowhere to go. And so there was that feeling of the fact... Like, it was getting higher because we were getting closer and closer and closer together. It, it, was, yeah. hor- it was absolutely horrible feeling. And, and once we eventually, they moved one of the vans. So of the 80 metres wide, they moved four metres. So you could squeeze by, squeeze by one van. And then and they, they, they'd set up down the side. So more of these machine gun policemen were for another 100 metres down the side of this road as we were trying to disperse. And on the other side of the road were all of these gangs that just started to walk amongst us oh. as we were coming out. It was terrifying. And then we had another kilometre of walking down their main street of San Denis, of, of where all of these little tabacs and stuff are, of, uh, like, these... It, it felt like the wire. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, that was more than five minutes, but I'm kind of emotional. No, absolutely. No, no, mate. I mean, that's, that's exactly what you wanted, you know? information, and you've given yeah. so much detail and colour and... Black. And also, just, uh, as a dad as well, you've given, as a father, you've looked after your son, wow. you know, that's, that's important. Ooh, what can you do when your kid's there? No, I know. I, know it's, I was saying to Rosie, like, I, was, I didn't take my I didn't. I chose not to take my son 
Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I think I made the right decision. But yeah. Wow. Well, we've now we've now quite discussed the football, and I'm just like, oh, this is such a secondary secondary level of importance. But we've got a job to do, boys. So let's do it, um, Phil. Um, fucking hell. I just can't imagine from that what that feels like. Phil, the lineups. Let's do the lineups. So um, all expected, really, wasn't it? Pardon? As expected. Yeah, I think we we chatted on the preview pod, and we we kind of pretty much said this was going to be the team if Tiago and Fab were fit. Um, I I kind of understand why Navi wasn't played in some regards. If Tiago wasn't fully fit, then you need to have that that guy on the bench who can play that role. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of. Got the lineup. I said we both said Canate to play centre half uh, to help out, and I thought Canate was was absolutely superb on the night. Um, and the Real lineup, I, th- I think we got it spot on actually. I think what we said. Um, so yeah, as as predicted. Um, and the way they all, I think we both said, chatted towards the end of the preview pod that they'd probably drop in and play a four one four one, which I think they pretty much started the whole, had the whole for the whole of the first half. So yeah. It was as planned, um, and um, I think Darth put in the in the chat. Uh, so I wouldn't have seen it, but at halftime, not a bad first half, you know, tactically. Yeah. Well, uh, it was pretty good. From a science perspective, Phil, um, perspective, um, does the the fact that it was delayed thirty minutes hit hinder either side in terms of coming out and having any kind of rhythm, you know, because you plan your you plan your um, warm-ups for specific times and then, you know, is it, it was there anything caused that? Because the first 15 minutes were a little bit slow, weren't they? Both teams yeah, I think so. What Sai said as well, we're linking in with not hearing the right, like the anthems and that kind of stuff and not hearing the buzz from the crowd a little bit because they're all sort of audio cues, if you get what I mean. Um, they had double warm-up as well, which... I mean, you know, you're not going to burn off loads of energy, but it, it's sort of, it is, you are scheduled for a, for a kickoff time. So to move that, it's not by a lot, but it ended up being half an hour. For sure, it had an impact, but it was the same for both sides, right? It's just yeah. that for us, oh. we, oh. we are more intense in our play uh, and energetic. Real were never going to be, as we said in the preview, they're never going to press high. I think they had a couple of periods where they decided to go and do the, the high left press. Other than that, they just were happy to, to sit in and do that. So I'm not sure who would... I think it probably affected us more than them. Uh, so I might have a view on it, but I, I think it did affect us. But it was the same for both sides. It just, unfortunately, our style means that I think we're... If we've got a start time, we plan for that. And then if we're slightly off from that, it could affect us more than other teams because of the way we normally start in those kind of games. Crazy thing was that crazy thing was that we um, after ten minutes of of the delay, they the players had obviously heard that it was uh, going to be delayed even further, and the uh, and we the fans weren't we were expecting it to come out after fifteen, but they extended obviously half an hour because there was trouble. Yeah. Right. So firstly, Liverpool fans, Liverpool players came out to to go through another warm up all over yeah, again. Second warm up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not not as an intense one, but um but just as a second top up warm up because you all of the reasons that you do warm up, the central nervous system, yeah. the the blood flow, you the start prep. to yeah. yeah. You yeah, all, all is gone. So you're trying to t- you're trying to just uh, reinvigorate that, but Real Madrid didn't. 
They're not. No, not at all. Um, which I, I thought was interesting. Um, but one factor in all of this that people, I'm not sure people consider at all, is that in, in that 30 minutes, that I'm not sure that they're shut off from the world entirely, right? And they had family. Some of them had family that were trapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think people can totally consider how, like, these lads are human, and you've got friends and family, and they're great unknown of what's going on out there. And Real Madrid's fans, Real Madrid's fans were in. And Real Madrid's um, team and friends, they were on the other side. That yeah, it, was, it was all Liverpool's entrance, Liverpool's fan entrance, and there was a bunch of journalists. But it's part, I, it's part of sorry, Thiago's wife was in trouble, wasn't she? Yeah, exactly. So, Thiago's wife, Robbo's mates. Well, so you sort of two key players there for us. One of them was let's say eighty percent fit. I, I don't, I don't like put a number on it. And he, he's already he's already worried about himself because he's already had to go and do a warm on his own. And then he finds out his wife's been in trouble getting in. Yeah, uh, you're right. Absolutely spot on. They are human and that does drip feed into it. So not only is it delayed, they've got all this stuff going on around them. And Matt's brother got refused with his sister-in-law pregnant. He's got tear gassed. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because you know what I mean? You're absolutely spot on, aren't you? It, that feeds in because they all have the phones in the dressing room. But beyond that, like there's there's a press officer that's around. Yeah. yeah the, sure. the, 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 there are people with their phones that will be getting information but also that they will the team will know or will have been told going on why without and then and then what probably makes it worse is that that some of these lads know aren't our people in that coming in in that gate yeah yeah Yeah. so they won't have any information but like suddenly aren't what i don't are they all right yeah it's got to be kind of terrifying so it was you, you'd yeah, imagine they don't have the phones, Phil, wouldn't you? They won't have the phones. I don't think are they allowed to have the phones pre-match. Is it? I thought it was just. I don't know. I, 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 I no, you'd be fine with you, but but they, they, they with a thirty-minute delay, it's possible, but I doubt it very much. But there will be staff around that do. That's the point. That's the point. Yeah. And then if you go out for the warm-up and you look up to where you're expecting your family to be, and they're not there, they're there. yeah, it's going to trigger, isn't it? Exactly. What the, exactly. What the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think there'll be, yeah, there'll be some just... of the other players like um, like uh, Dixon Bonner or yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Kane that yeah. will be around, that will be in the warm-up areas and stuff that will yeah. have access to their phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think size. I got, I'm not disputing that, right? I'm not dismissing that. I'm just trying to think of some other angles that, that would have been affected because strapping is not is limited in terms of its application, isn't it? So yeah. if you've put it on for a start time of eight o'clock and you're kicking off half an hour later and you've done two warm-ups, there's an argument to say that that strapping's done and it should have been redone, right? I'm just yeah, thinking yeah, little yeah. things that build into the psychology of a player, right? They're thinking about this. They're worried about families. They, they know the taping's not quite right. It's all the nutrition. The, the, the nutrition. The, the, the liquid peaks, intake. All that stuff. Yeah, all yeah, that so kind of stuff. worst case, it offsets them a little bit for sure. Yeah, it all feeds into this not a perfect start. Uh, but having said well, they that, came out flying. they came out flying. They were, they were, I thought they were brilliant for the first 20 minutes. First first half, but first certainly the first 20 minutes, we were all, all over them. So let me, uh, let, no, me bring, let me bring in a match summary then, and we can then link it into the uh, chances and the tactical setup and first half. Um, 
Yeah, it was. It on paper it looks incredibly dominant, dominant, doesn't it? Twenty-four shots to four, uh, nine shots on target to two, um, two xG to zero point eight across the four models that we use. Um, Stats bomb even added us up at two point four xG. Um, but interestingly, and we were discussing this in the group earlier, we just had the one big chance, and Real Madrid were awarded three. Now we can't quite work out. Because of the lack of data and the fact that Opta don't do it in detail that we um, from the source that we usually use, Fantasy Football Scout, um, obviously their goal is a big chance. But the other two are opportunities because there's no big chance missed. Because of their four shots, only the goal had any kind of value whatsoever. So what do we think? Gag suggested a cross, guys. Is it? Did you suggest there was no, the Benzema? I, I know exactly ball? what it is. Oh, go on then. Um, so it was the offside goal. So when Benzema went through, he had a touch inside, and I'm fairly sure that that was the um, yeah, um, that was the problem. And then yeah. Valverde's Valverde's uh, shot. shot was the big chance, which had two lads right in the way and double deflected twice that came back to Benzema. So the that they had two of their big chances were there the same go. chance that they got an offside goal go. from. I did. Yeah. I did suspect that. Can I? Then... Can I also? Can I also point out that during this move, it was there. So it was the forty-second minute. Yeah. They had their first touch in the box. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Absolutely. That's what we were talking about, isn't it? We were utterly. I thought we were utterly dominant. I mean, I've chucked in the past maps as we normally do for people to have a look at. I mean. You know, it's it's a little bit difficult without the pressing to go with it, but it gives you an idea. I think that that's pretty good structure from us in terms of yeah, our. We'd had our fourteen. Back. We'd had fourteen touches in their box and eight shots inside their box, and they had one that before they had their first touch in there. Yeah, yeah. And we'd had probably our best two chances the first half, yeah, easily. Yeah, the more one, which is a. Quality reaction there from Courtois, isn't it? Down to his and left. Then, and then Mane, Mane down to his right onto the post. And then the Mane one that he tips around. Tips onto the post. Lucky it doesn't come back off him and go in. I thought he was going to hit his back and go in, to be fair. So lucky. They were they were so lucky. If you listen to them, it really... And she like uh, that Valverde was talking about how easy it was tactically. But um, Ancelotti talks about that knowing exactly how we... So it was easy to nullify us. They had the single greatest goalkeeping performance of all time in a Champions League final. It was it was so, the most shots the saved figures, yeah. in any Champions League match in history, and the highest XG face without conceding a goal. And two of those saves hit the post. One of which hit the post and should have bounced in off him and bounced over him. And one of them, and Moe's, when his save that came off his arm right near yeah, it just grazed the post. It could have gone anywhere, and it just gone and it was just luck that where where it ended up. Yeah, you've got the post shot XG as well, Si. And you you've also done the is it four games that he's had or something? You've it's three point five post shot, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you is mean mind blowing? You didn't you write an article on it afterwards? Me. Did I? Dan, yeah. No, no, I haven't I haven't done an article, no. There was oh, in Tom Times. 
Oh, oh, Bees has done the, yeah, Bees, has, Bees did that one, yeah. I, I, uh, okay, so literally it was straight, it was like two hours after I posted that, um, the, the five, uh, five, oh, the, the, the Courtois. Courtois faced um, post-shot XG of three or more five times in the last five years, and he conceded four, four, three, three, and two in those, <laughs> and then against us, none. And we had the second highest post shot XGs ever faced. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, the non shot is 2.8, isn't it? Yeah. So, which uh, 0.7 difference. So, maybe a little bit in there. But no, Courtois was. I don't know what he was on. It's one of them. You know, he always used to face Burnley and their keeper would play amazing and we wouldn't score. Just Mo, his, Mo had the like, most shots ever in a Champions League final on target. I don't yeah. know how he didn't score. He also had the other one that he tipped around the post that was going in the corner. Unbelievable. Was a- that was yeah. an unbelievable save. Unbelievable shot as well. What, 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 yeah. we're, we're a stats show here, right? But what was his best save? Do you know oh. what? That's, sorry, let's, let's do two things. In terms of an individual save, I'd say one of the Mo ones, right? In terms of the context of the game, Mane's. Because I think I if Mane's going in... We I think it's the other way around. Play. I would go. I would go. His best save was either Mane's or from Jota, and the key was the game was over after Mo's genius that didn't go in. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I think if one goes in the first half, I think we end up rattling up two three. Yeah, in the first me, too, half. me too. Me too. So that's why I'm saying the Mane one for me because the Mo one is kind of a he catches it, but if if Mo catches that any quicker. Courtois not getting that, and that's one nil within the first ten minutes. No, but he hammered it. It was. It was. No, a no, no. In the, in the first half. In the first half. Oh, in the first half. In the first half. Jesse, Jesse pointed out. Here's my, here's my boy. Right, the curly mean. No, no. no I'm in the, the first, first half. half where he has to. Courtois going the other way, and then he has to. Tur- he has to dive backwards. Trent to, pulls to it across the six-yard box, and yeah. Mo comes in. Come, first comes in shot front. when where it was behind shot. Mo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if that—that's—that's that's a—he could have hit it better, right? But it's—it's it's not an amazing save because the pace on it isn't great. I right? see what you're saying. Yeah, it's, that's an yeah. impossible shot. You just, impossible. You're just blocking. You just blocking the cross and hoping the angle goes where you want it. Right. To. Yeah. And, and and honestly, Mo in November probably sticks that in. You know what I mean? It was, he was flying off it. But the I, honestly, was, right I don't think that. he could have done anything different. I think it was just no. a stab. And it, in the same way that we were lucky with, that they were lucky with where the blocks of, of uh, Courtois' arm sent the ball, I think we were just unlucky with where the block of, of Salah's foot ended up. Because it was behind him. It, it, yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. swing no, on no, directly. No, 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 yeah. Exactly, yeah. And then you follow up with the Mano ones literally five minutes after that, which, I mean, it's, it's weird. On the time, I'm thinking, wow, that's a hell of a save. I actually think Mane could put it in the corner more. That sounds really harsh, but he's he's got the goal no, to aim at. Well, he couldn't have gone in the corner anymore, could he? No, no, it's not. It's not in the corner when he hits it. It's it's not. If you watch it, rewatch it, and that's I'm incredibly harsh. That's side netting, though. Yeah, I just you know when he's he's got the goal to aim at. Yeah, it's like and he's he still put it in an area where the keeper could save it, right? Whereas he's got no one in front of him. Keepers could save it. He was yeah, there. I know. Yeah, picking up. I was just thinking that's that, that was fair, it. Fotmov gave it gave it point two uh, post shot. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was it was savable, but it was I thought it was awesome. What Dan? What do you think? What was it the best was shot? Good. Best save. Yeah. I uh, I I thought the yeah the, the context is key, but I think the best save is from Moore's right footed shot in the second half, just because of 
the pace that it's hit at. Yeah, it's going, yeah, it. it's going in the side netting. Uh, it's complete reaction save, and I think there's a bit more element of fortune. It's a, it's at point blank range. Uh, it's a bit more element of fortune to that save, though. I think it was more of an alley save that. Yeah. yeah. One like, minute of being in the right spot and making himself unbe- like hard, impossible to get the ball back. Yeah. Are we talking the, on 63? The bender or the blaster? No, 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 no. The bend. The no, the, the, right, the, the amazing touch in the right foot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the bender I, I think, crazy though, I think the Jota, the, so Opta gave Mo a, oh. chance, a big chance created and Jota a big chance missed. Yeah. The, the shot, which actually was going in the far corner. Yeah. Um, and he just deflected it. He d- I'm not even sure he meant to. Um, I yeah. think he was trying to get out of the way and yeah. it, it, it just it's hit his foot. Yeah. But it, that was an unbelievable reaction because it was going far, so it was going far post. Courtois was going to try to save it and he yeah. had to um, rejig his feet and get down to the opposite side to save it. Unbelievable. I mean, that was, that's the one that was 0.29 post shot, 0.84, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and you think... <laughs> That's another example for me that we're just not going to score. The guy is four save. Yeah, it, it, Jota's hit. He's come off Jota. He's going the wrong way, and he still saves it. <laughs> so, <laughs> some idiots on Twitter, Sai, I saw that you, on a thread that you posted, um, suggesting that Salah could have put it a bit further in the corner. The one that he bland um, on Y Scout, it was point four seven xG shot value, point seven eight poor shot. Yeah. So he's actually improved it by close to fifty percent. So they can yeah. absolutely shut the. And, and if goal. you look at if you look at the Mo goal that he didn't get, that like he blammed that that was going right in in off the post. Far corner, yeah. yeah. But but I get that he didn't put it in the top corner, which he could have done. But Courtois wasn't even extended. His arm was still slightly bent. He'd have yeah. got the top corner. Yeah. It was yeah. unbelievable. He was it- just. Unbelievable, and he the was that, totally the difference. He was, but the thing that was annoying with that save side as well is Mane's unmarked. So Courtois basically saves the ball into an air. Like, do you know what I mean? It could have gone yeah. any gone other anywhere. type of save, and Mane's tapping that in. I mean, so, it was so it, it's, it was like, how have you done that? You know, it, it, it was he just was a man possessed. I have to say, it, it was unfortunate, but uh, you can't fault the process. For for context, we're talking about shot. We're talking about an unbelievable goalkeeper performance here. There's been others. We've had the three finals. I was going to save this till the end, but I think it's worth it now because we're talking about the how we didn't score in this one game is incredible. But Phil, you've done. You've 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 called in a favour. It's going to cost you yeah. a final lunch. Yeah. Um, but you've run a Monte Carlo uh, inputting all the shot values of all the shots we've had in the three finals. Go on, John, to explain one, what it is, and then two, what the chances were that we scored zero goals from the three finals. So I put it in the live show chat for you, but Monte Carlo, we've run it before. It's one of Darth's favourites, but it's um, you basically simulate up to a, a set set number. So for this simulation, we did 10,000 times of where, and you take into account the probability of those goals and how many times they would they would score if you know what I mean yeah so we've taken into account all the probabilities of the 58 shots was it Rosie is that right in total across the three finals 58 shots eight big chances yeah so therefore out of those 58 they've all got a probability you put it in the Monte Carlo you run it for 10,000 times simulation and it gives you out a frequency of the number of times goals will be scored with that yeah and 
just to give you a, a little bit more context, um, the I was talking to my mate doing it while we were sharing the screen because my SPSS broke, so I had to get him to do it for me. And we started off running it for a thousand times, and it came up that you wouldn't. There was no opportunities where you would have scored no goals from that amount of probability. Yeah. So we then ran it ten thousand to see. Well, that's the next uh, number on to see what it would come up with. And it, there, there's only three occasions in ten thousand times you can sim that amount of xG and not score a goal. So, and the remarkable thing that Rosie pointed out was it, it's more likely it would have scored fifteen goals in 10,000 simulations and to score none. And the one, if you can see the graph, and I've put the frequency table in for you as well, the in terms of the simulation is doing it 10,000 times, we should have scored between six and seven goals. Uh, yeah. With your next one being uh, eight. So... It's reasonable, isn't it? Which is... Yeah. And, that, and, and the beauty of this is it also ties in with, with the XG. So the XG was around seven as well. Exactly. Just a lovely it's, contrast between what the XG was, the chances, and then how big of an outlier is, because Dan puts his his fancy stats terms in the uh, group. What, what, how big of an outlier is zero, man? Uh, Sigma four, which is like, it's an outlier that I've said, Darth, I haven't seen it. My mate was like, it's, he was so shocked at how much of an outlier this is. This is extreme outliers we're talking about. He was just, and he was busy before he ran this for me. He's a Tottenham fan, right? So before he ran this, he was like usual kind of football banter. Then he ran the numbers, and he was like, "I don't know, he's not won that game." He just couldn't understand how he not score, how we didn't score in three finals. He was just yeah. sat there the game, but he wouldn't until he ran this. This is a great thing about doing this, this, this uh, Monte Carlo. The great shout from you is it? It even it sort of gives you a context about actually the quartile performance was that good and. The process was right. We did create the amount of XG to win the finals. We just didn't quite put the ball in the back of the net or randomness happened in those finals. Uh, and that, our mate was like, that's just absolutely unbelievable. He didn't score. He was like, I can't believe he didn't score at least a, a goal a goal final, at least. So, uh, yeah, but a I guess you... A goal of final, at least. He, he was like, it's just unbelievable. He's just, he's just never seen outliers that, 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 that low, if you like. It's just crazy. And to have to go to 10,000 simulations to get naught to even appear is quite something as well. Because you'd normally get something on 1,000 and you just run it for a bit more to get a bit, you know, a bit more data thread. So, um, yeah, anyway, that's more black box stats for you. But um, there you go. Gives you an un understanding, feeds into the picture. It does. Sai, any thoughts on that before we move on to their goal? It just fits what it feels like. It's utter madness. We or we talk about randomness all the time, about the randomness of stuff yeah. more than most. Um, it was incredibly random, but but over three games, because it's not a massive sample, despite 54 shots, like the the randomness just can be caused by playing against two utterly brilliant goalkeepers. And Mendy was mm. brilliant in, in, yeah. in, in one of those finals as well. So yeah. Edison's never brilliant because he's... A, tosser and he's not actually that good but um yeah unbelievable right so the goal um and i think we'll start with a brilliant uh a, a phrase that anybody who's listened to you poo for years will understand and it's the lalana press so sorry do you want to start us off with the lalana press so we were behind so there we um 
we got the toss of the coin and Hendo attacked our end in the second half. So we got attacking the cop. We're very excited by this prospect. And, and I legit, legitimately, Jesse was sat right in the middle of the goal. Um, it was an unbelievable view. It was like watching FIFA um, from the perfect vantage point. And, and once we were attacking our half, we got such a great view of the flow of the game and the, and, and the positional play and the interchange and, and um, the rotations and the pattern. Um, and the, the, I think it, can, it stemmed from, if you roll back 30 seconds or so, um, there were interchange of throw-ins down their left back side um so the game had pulled over that side um and diaz came a little bit further than maybe he should um but they uh mo and mané pressed but um diaz came over to block the outlet pass into carvajal he missed it carvajal uh, uh ran past him diaz kind of started to jog back um play progressed over in the right hand side for another 10 or so getting towards the halfway line uh, and Robbo uh, Modric got the, received the ball um, Robbo pressed that uh, popped out uh, to go and chase Modric Modric did like three feints he properly enticed him in uh, at this point I went to Jesse oh no <laughs> I could feel that it was coming and Diaz by this stage also looked knackered absolutely knackered he was he was doing that thing where you where you're sprinting, but you're actually just looking down at your feet to see how fast they're going. And uh, yeah. and he, he got back to the halfway line, which was 15 meters short of where Valverde was. He turned, faced up play. He kind of half half got in between um, Modric and Cruz, I think, um, to kind of block the pass loosely towards Valverde if it had gone from that direction, but it didn't. Um, Valverde got played into space. No one was tracking him. He there was a moment where he literally looked up, and there was a look on his face of shit. How am I got this much space? Where's Robbo? And he was like, oh, I'm off. And you could see there were these this look on his face, and he 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 looked up surprised, then smiled and turned and ran at, at, into that space, which made Virgil cut across. Canate then came across, which I didn't think he probably should have done because there was no other threat other than uh, Benzema. Like, the space can't score, but you'd, I would trust that Virgil can hold um, Valverde on his own. You don't need to double bank him, but he came across a little bit anyway, which um, Benzema instantly knew. He, he pulled towards Trent, which made Trent pull over a, a little bit tighter. Yeah. They got into goal, um, and... Valverde, I'm fairly sure, had a shot. That was um, shot. Yeah, he, he just scoffed the shot. And that scuffed shot went pretty much through the legs of the offside Benzema and um, ended up with Vinny at the far post in three metres of space to tap in because Ali was front post marking um, in the way of uh, the supposed um, Benzema shot. So if... Phil, if if it fl- if it does flick off Benzema, is that offside? Yeah, yeah, it's offside. I mean, Simon makes a great point before. Probably like on, I think it was only Twitter side where he, he's actually interfering with play because he is there. He's forced Ali to not be more central. If you look at the image I put in the chat, that's Valverde taking a shot. That isn't a cross. That's not a shape to cross. Um, the only way, 
I, I can't believe Trent was getting absolutely pillared for this. Like one mistake, not even a mistake in a game uh, when Robbo's the main culprit for this. But it also caused our midfield to shuffle over. So Hendo's pulled all the way over when he probably should have been around in the space here on the, on the edge of the 18 where Cruz is coming into, which probably would allow Trent to have a bit more, not worry about Cruz coming in as a late runner. Um, it's, it's just all... Because I agree, so I spoke to it beautifully, but Diaz being knackered, he couldn't come back and go with the runner, which would have meant a two set and a half stand when normally went and Trent would have been over. Fab wouldn't have had to go on over. We'd have been in shape. Uh, but it's just Diaz being tired, Robbo doing a lala. Yeah, it just happened. And, it, 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 and again, the way in which that fell to Vinny is pure. I want Lux harsh but he's shooting he's not meaning to cross that ball i mean i've heard some people on pod saying it was a lovely shaped cross towards the back stopes it was a shot <laughs> it was a shot it was a shot and if you really want to do slow-mo look flick off benzema's foot so i just it's one of those optic gave him a shot yeah and I, I know i'm just saying that there is there's there's a little you could say a little bit of contact could trent be better i don't know I think Trent was good. I don't, I don't, I honestly I don't know what, what, what Trent should have done right. The way we defend, so this goes to the tactic. Uh, His shape's good there. His shape well, is really good. But tactically, the things they did, it changed throughout the game, but it's the things they do all the time. So mm-hmm. you're right about 4-1-4-1, but it's a compact 4-1-4-1 until as soon as they regain possession, yeah. the Valverde and, uh, and Vinny go literally touch, stand on touchline. Yeah, they go 4 3 3 yeah. But no, it's not just four three three. We play four three three, but we play four three three in in the the um, area of the penalty box. So we yeah. don't even bother our wide players. Don't bother um, using the ten meters of space either side of the penalty box. They, yeah, they are wide in the penalty box. And yeah. when we're not playing well, they're even tighter than that. Yeah. They, I'm, it's not it's not an analogy. I'm not exaggerating. They go and get white on their boots. They literally stand on the touchline either side. Yeah, they go high so and wide. Whether, so weak side, strong side, doesn't matter. They go and do the exact same thing. They're the, yeah. they're the, they're the furthest point from one another you can be um, horizontally across the pitch. That causes all sorts of issues with uh, a defence who defend compact. So yeah. we, we defend three metres from one another. We're always compact. It, the reason that, they had, that Vinny was in the way he was was we defend in half a pitch horizontally so when i said that that there were throw-ins down the left hand side the whole of the of our team were over towards the halfway point of the pitch from the right and they moved us towards the left then quickly towards the right as if they were going to go down there well towards our right Mm. as if they were going to play in Vinny, but they didn't they recycled it back down their right hand side so we had to move right left right not get quite back in left, but we weren't in a position to get back to cover Vinny either. It was really, really smart what they were doing. And it was because they pin their, their, their wingers so wide, it requires us to double bank and to get Mo or Mane back or the eights, which we did brilliantly in the first half to completely nullify uh, uh, Vinny. I think also, do you think, Sai, they, they went a bit more, I think they went higher and wider earlier in the second half. Like they came out, I weren't as four one four one. If you get what I mean, I think they were. They a bit just more. had the ball more. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, when yeah, they right. had possession, they were touching the touchline. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Had possession much in the first half. Yeah, 
But I was staggered oh. that the, 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 the um, UEFA gave them 50-50. Yeah, it said possession was 50-50. They? When we, we had 110 shots, more, 120 touches more than they did, I think, at one point. Yeah, we had... Uh... So it, was, it, was, it should have been 54%, 46, but they gave it 50-50. Yeah, yeah. We had 794 touches. websites as well. Well, they had seven, we had 794 touches. They had 705. Right, so. I, had six, I had 670, I think. Yeah, so but either way, it was more. Yeah, we have more. Yeah, yeah the, the, we had more volume. I mean, passing, we had five nine two. I've got, and they had five one four. So you know, it's seven to eighty touches. The eighty passes different. Yeah, final third, we had two four nine. They had one hundred ten passes. Though, so again, more. It, so it, it, it might be the biggest, most important um, statistic of the game, apart from obviously that they scored and we didn't. Was um, <laughs> Was that we had five clearances, they had twenty inside their inside the box. Twenty yeah. clearances is phenomenal. Militao, Carvajal, and Casemiro were absolutely unbelievable. But they also helped out Carvajal, didn't they? They dropped in. Um, I've forgotten his bloody name now. The wide wide, wide right was oh, helping really? out. Yeah, so he was helping out with Diaz, wasn't he? So they had two yeah. on Diaz at some point. But because Diaz, I thought because Diaz wasn't, was tired, he couldn't shift that ball back into the centre and then go out the other side. I, I thought it was his worst game for us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, his receiving really? rate was, was down at 74%, which is really bad for Diaz. Normally, but it, there, there, were, there were lots of opportunities where we'd switched. He got play to face up one-on-one. Yeah, he did do it. And he didn't. No, and, he didn't. And in the second half, he had one against Modric. Yeah, he stood him up and didn't go, did he? Um, I know, he's 59, dude. He yeah. needs to sit down on his rocking chair and you didn't go past him. What are you doing? And it, and also, the, I mean, you know we say about this quite a lot, but Carvajal booked early or late second first half, early second half. And there was a couple of times that on the break, Diaz could just stand him up, take him on and try and draw the foul. Didn't. He just let him... It, it just seemed to... I think you said he should have gone at half-time. I think that's probably not far off, Diaz. Should have come on. He, it, 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 we forget how inexperienced he is. And I think he was yeah. on the occasion. I also, I wonder, again, going back to that human thing, I don't know what you think, Dan, that he, like, he's Colombian. Real Madrid are the biggest thing in the Latin world. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Very much so. Very yeah, much so. Got to be daunting. Absolutely. He looked daunted. He played daunted. He played like he was, he was kind of starstruck, didn't he? Yeah, and 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 the thing about him, you know, I've been, I hate that I'm a critic of his at all because I'm not, I don't mean to be, and I don't doubt his brilliance, and I think he's going to be a wonderful player for us. I just had, I didn't get carried away by the dream state everybody else did. His the fantasy that he brings, the in lack of inhibition that he yeah. he seems to have been playing with, that gone. He was he looked very inhibited. Apart from. There was one moment, like 35 minutes, at left-back where he played a back heel to Thiago after making yeah, a yeah. tackle. Yeah. And I'm like, why aren't you doing that in the final third? Yeah. yeah. yeah he it, was, very it, was, it was a weird game, and it, I, I, I think, sadly, it, was, it should have been our strength, um, Diaz against Carvajal. And Carvajal was brilliant, yeah. but not in one-on-ones. He was just brilliant at, at clearing crosses and getting in blocks and get, getting his toe in. And he was actually really, really good at retaining possession. Um, but 
but Diaz in the thing we expect from him, the flowing go and beat a man. He he just he only he only attempted one. He only got one dribble in the whole game. Yeah, yeah I think also I've never seen Thiago over hit that many passes into that channel. He there were a couple passes in the game for sure. And I, I don't know whether that's something to do with what he was carrying. But but, he, but also there are, there were a couple of moments. That this sounds like this down on, on Diaz, and I don't think he's the reason we didn't talk. No, um, not at all. The the, the uh, I think there were two passes where he'd made that looked bad. Uh, one of which was because Diaz just stopped running, and Mane yeah. played another one, and he had just stopped running before. I just yeah. think we don't grasp right because he plays for Liverpool. Uh, and he joined Liverpool like uh, in February, basically. Uh, the Liverpool fans aren't aware that he he is two hundred and thirty percent of his career average minutes. Yeah, yeah, he, he is one hundred and twenty percent more than he this ever year, in his life. At the most intense level he's ever played at, as well. He was just out on his feet. He was, yeah. yeah. He was. So, so does so does the that. The context of the amount of minutes he's played, the, the length of this season, the amount of travelling he's done, does that then contribute to the intangibles such as letting, letting the star-truck, starstruck nature of coming up against a team that a lot of people around him and his family and in his area will probably idolise? Let's be honest about that. Um, I think quite a few of them have turned to Liverpool fans recently, but you know, for his whole life, or his whole, the people, the footballing culture, Will probably think that Real Madrid are the best team in the world, and the, the teams. Are. Does that kind of get into you? Because I know it's an intangible, but starstruckness is not something we've really discussed as as a, as a pod before. It, it's not, but but alongside um, the physiological and physical uh, fatigue, he signed for one of the biggest clubs in the world. This season was like a season he's never had before. From the first half at Porto, yeah. he's never played like this. Suddenly, he was a star in Europe. And then he got a massive transfer of which his poorest family suddenly got generational wealth and he moved to a cold country he'd never been to before. He got like the excitement and the, the glory of playing for Liverpool, winning competitions. Yeah. And then the, the, the psychological stresses, not, ne- not negative, just the still stresses yeah, yeah. playing in the final. Positive adrenaline stresses are still stresses, aren't they? Yeah, but you know, you know like Klopp's used to say that we we used to play the occasion, not the match. Yeah. And I think Diaz might have been a, a situation where he hasn't learned to play the match and this was he was playing the occasion. Well you don't yeah, you don't get to learn until you've experienced it. Exactly. And and I'm not knocking him because I'm not, right? I, I just it happens. He's a young player. It might if CJ started in midfield, he might have had the same problem, right? I, I heard something about right the other day. The worst thing that ever happened to you in your life is the worst thing that ever happened in your life, right? So the context of that is for a kid, for like we talk about snowflake kids and whatever. Yeah. If we've protected them, and the worst thing that ever happened was that they didn't get the chocolate on a Friday afternoon at school that the the, uh, the other kid got, they still get the same physiological from falling from a tree and breaking their arm. That they would do if that was the worst thing. Do you know what I mean? Like they're in the yeah, pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's relative. It's relative. Exactly. So he will have felt this the stress and the pressure that he'd never felt ever in context in his life before. It was such a big moment. 
So here's one for you. I agree with all of that, by the way. But you've often said, Si, Jürgen's got out of tactics. Do you think he got the tactics wrong? He got the subs wrong in this? Knowing that he knows the players. I think he subbed late. I think he He subbed late. That was all. I think he just subbed too late. But so sorry, sorry, Rosie. I was just saying, but it was just whilst I was talking about that, it was like Jurgen knows his players, he knows his humans, and yet he's left a boy out there who clearly isn't having the best game until was it seventy one minutes? I can't remember what came off, but yeah, yeah. Uh, and Navi and um, Firmino probably play pretty well when they came on, but they can't do it like in fifteen minutes. What do you think? Especially against the the Me, uh, that were I, going on. I, I, I thought I, I thought the Henderson sub was too late. Yeah, Sorry. I, I, I thought Hendo was too late. I see, uh, but then I, I probably having said at the beginning that I understood Naby started. There's also a part of me that I would have gone for it because I would have thought technically having three best midfielders on at your at your peak energy levels, I think we might have blown them away. But that's me, and I and I get that, and I know that's not being human. I know as the captain of the club I get all of that um, but then bringing Naby on 15 to go I, it was kind of like because for me Targa was done at half time I didn't think he had much to do in the second half I would have taken him it's just I thought the subs were very late um, bearing in mind he knew how Thiago's fitness was and he would have seen Diaz not having a great game I think they were two prime suspects to come up earlier just to just to just to counter that Phil didn't we yeah. have some of our best Opportunities are, are, are kind of a volume of opportunities between like 54 and 75. I think we had like 10 shots again. Is he not thinking, okay, that, is it, it's still working? I, I, maybe I should be bringing Diaz off. Maybe I should be bringing Henderson off here. But if we're creating these shots, and I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going what's, si, what do you think? What do you think is going through his mind? And, what, and why do you think he left it as late as what we're talking about? Um, well, if um, if we're talking about what what we think Klopp was thinking, as yeah. opposed to uh, what well, you would what I'd have done. Yeah, sorry, I've got. Oh man, it's not coming off. Um, there we go. Um, so in that period that you're talking about, right from their goal to actually making the substitution that they had no touches in that. They had no interest in getting into the game. Um, and we, we weren't really building an awful lot, but we'd had um, a fab shot. It was actually all one face. So the, the, the only possible scored from um, the fab had a shot blocked and then... Um, uh, that crossed the, the back post to Jota's header, and then the unbelievable scramble across to block Mo's on, on the goal line finish. Um, so it felt like it might be coming. We'd had a couple of corners. We had all of the ball. It was kind of figuring out what they were going to do tactically in response to them giving up a goal because they'd not actually been ahead pretty much in the whole of the Champions League. So yeah. it wasn't like we had lots of uh, of data and video on them, how because it only happened. So there's a possible of that, but I I, I expected him to gamble way earlier than he did. Yeah, I mean, if you, I, I, I thought the, the Diaz one was obvious. I thought the Diaz one was really obvious, and then 
like you said, maybe at half time, maybe you should see his face and see, you know, maybe just I mean, don't I, chat with him and see. I know these are intangibles, Rosie, you know, and I get that, but I mean, I've put I've put my usual passing graphs in the rest of it. But that period there, 46 to the first sub, is our lowest uh, passes per minute and touches per minute, and they scored in that period. Um, and, yeah. you know, if you look at your XG bubbles as well, like we, that's one of the, that's the smallest bubble for us. It's just, it's just yeah, little things uh, like that. You look at that and you go, that period there, and I did a Real Madrid one especially for this half as well, which doesn't really change much. So that that period there we're talking about, one of their highest in terms of um, final third passes in that period they scored because they were in our box. After that, as I said, they weren't bothered. They just shut off. They got the lowest two periods of time in terms of touches and passes. So, yeah, I just, for me, it was, I think we missed a moment, I think. and But then again, it comes back to Robert. Robert doesn't do that press. That doesn't happen. Yeah. So you never know. There's right? always the debate. There is always the debate, right? I, I listen to post-match Raw, and uh, it's it's hard, you know, like it's just after the game, so it's what they think. Of course it is, yeah. Um, oh. But they, they were basically saying, Dave, um, who talks obviously very well and matching, um, they were talking that um, we, didn't, we didn't gamble enough. We had a lot of possession in the first half without ever getting the extra... Um, runner from midfield without ever no, no, no. committing both fullbacks, yeah. and I thought that actually that was the reason why Real created absolutely nothing because tactically we were perfect. We did all of the stuff to control the game. Yeah. And it was only when one of our fullbacks went forward at the wrong time that they yeah. got the score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, That's, yeah, and, and I just think I think it's possible again. It's the human thing. Like a couple of times, I looked up and went, "Jesus Christ, is it already seventy minutes?" Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I wonder if I wonder if there was a moment where Klopp just went, "Oh my God, it, we're, we're yeah, yeah. already there." The game gets away from you really quickly when you're losing. And I've like, sat in dugouts and yeah. on benches with a couple of uh, famous um, coaches, uh, one of which is incredibly famous in the world. And they, th- th- I've seen them do that exact thing, just miss clock management. They got so involved in what was going on this specific moment to moment in the game, they missed the grand ticking clock in their brain. And that's what makes a great man. Like we see clocks in, uh, alongside the pitch these days, so you can always just look up. But but uh, the great uh, part of a quality of a great manager is them knowing exactly when in the game they are from a from a, a time perspective and being able to fit feel the rhythm so we yeah. talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, Bart's remembered the name of the um uh dynamic systems theory um and it's understanding though we call them moments in game but it's dynamic systems theory when something happens and you know something else as a response to that thing it's the feeling of what's going to happen and Klopp is usually be, is usually brilliant at this and this season he's been amazing at it having we have the most from uh, subs of anyone anybody in the league and all that stuff and I think he just missed the moment I think he was I think you're right so I think he was probably waiting to see if the system would go back to it right oh yeah. Robert makes an error he's pissed off at him first and instance because you are going to be as a coach he's going to be like what the, what the hell are you doing He's then sitting there giving them giving the boys five minutes to get the system back to normal. See if we start creating chances again. Five minutes turns into ten, and then you're approaching the seventies. Like, oh my god, we've got to make changes, uh, and but the game's gone. 
Is 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 there a case? It's just been mentioned in the live chat that um, Firmino should have started with that. Sire, what would that have offered t- differently, or is this hindsight bias? I know a lot of people. but do you think that would have worked better? Because I, 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 I hate commenting afterwards because I would have gone with the front three that we did play. But the, the, once once you saw it developing, especially in periods in the second half, um, I thought I thought it might have been might have offered more too too similar Diaz and Mane. I think Mo is better when Bobby's playing. Absolutely, it doesn't have to play the uh, Correa role, right? You just get but you get the better Mo when yeah. he's playing. Um, I mean, to be, to be fair to Mane, he isn't Bobby. He's not he Bobby. Did but... a very nice thing when he came on. I thought he did some really nice things, but he's not Bobby. He's not I don't Bobby. care what his goal and record is. He isn't Bobby. No, he isn't the guy we, we we think he's going to be when he comes. He's not that guy anymore. No. That's exactly my opinion, but. And we, we and we discussed it in detail last season, and his minutes this season is is confirmation of uh, it's a definite decline. Um, but maybe for this game, is he getting a little bit fresher? Would it? Would it? Uh, just what more could we have brought out of more side? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What could we have done differently with Mo? He got six shots on target. He 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 turned he turned I think point six nine xg into one point nine post shot. I don't, what exactly? I don't know. It, pulling the defenders away from him, Mane. I don't know. It's. I mean, Mane received the ball. Mane did a decent job. He, he really did. did. No, no, I'm saying a big critic of him playing as a nine, and yeah. I thought he did a decent job. He did for this game. He what is it? Eighty-one percent receiving. He received completed thirty-five passes. He received fourteen progressive passes. That's some of his best stats of the season as a nine. But he's, he's, he did really the well. Thing with, the thing with Mane, he did it early. He made one. Like incisive pass, which um, which Diaz didn't read and he'd stopped. Yeah, that is the one thing we miss when Bobby's not. Is that Mane is much less likely to make the to make the killer pass. That Bobby and I, and I don't even don't know if Bobby does anymore. But is is still part of our, our you know collective memory of him that he will, but he doesn't. If we're actually all honest about it. But he's probably still more likely to. Well, he did it for Robbo's goal against Wolves. That was Bobby's incisive passing. Yeah, he played played Jota in in this game. He played he played a one two to get a shoot. Was great in. when he came on. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he, but but very, he was very small spells. But you're right. Mane is more likely, I think, to take the dribble on and have a shot himself in the box than find an incisive pass. Yeah, they were knackered at the end of the game. They were yeah. they they did 109. We did. 109. Yeah, and we just didn't have that gear. Which is Hendo, why I think... Hendo did six and a half in the first half. Like, yeah, I mean, he was balls out. He needed to come off early because he was knackered. Um, I'm just going to say, Hendo, right? People have been having a go at him for whatever, but he's passing 83% pass, pass completion, 69 passes. They're, they're pretty all right. You know, not bad stats. He really. was, you know what? In the ground, I thought he was man of the match. At, at 60 minutes, I thought he'd been our best player. It felt like it. Is is it, there, there's a weird thing about some of the fans that that they basically sing Bobby, sing Bobby, Robbo, and Hendo without the crown, the ground picking like picking up those, yeah. those songs. But there are big pockets of of the cop that sing those names incessantly, whilst Mane and Mo don't get songs, which it, is it's it's a, bit weird. a weird phenomenon, right? But I yeah. genuinely thought Hendo was brilliant, and then I came home and watched it on TV. 
and relatively how passive he was in possession yeah, and yeah. and how he gave the ball away in inappropriate times causing us stressors it really surprised me because i really thought he, he he'd played really well without possession he was phenomenal with possession he really was a, he wasn't probably a key a key stat that he was lower than the other midfielders his final third passes for a progressive right eight needs to be higher than the others i would say and he was the lowest yeah, yeah, yeah. he only had four Compared to Fab playing the six, had nine, and Thiago playing left eight had ten, and Navi well, managed two in thirteen minutes. Well, Fab had Fab had uh, two and a half times the progressive meet. Yeah, yeah, and which which says which backs up what you're saying, isn't it? Off the ball, Hendo was brilliant, but on the ball, when we need him to do the stuff that the right eight stuff is, he didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so, so Hendo had a minus six possession control. Fab had a nine. Positive yeah, yeah. control. Just while we're going through numbers, right? Fab had yeah. the most progressive meters. Who did Fab? Sorry, and he had the highest possession win value as well. Yeah. So he won fourteen and a half percent of all the possession that we had in. And in, he, terms, and he, in terms of ball carrying distance, Fab had three hundred and fifty-five compared to he was a top, and that's quite a quite a stat compared to uh, Henderson was one hundred and eighty-five, so he wasn't even wasn't even yeah. half. They allowed, to be fair, they allowed, they allowed Fab um, the possession. That, that was where they went, they went man, man for man on everybody else and let Fab be our um, main progressor because they could block off his passing lines. Out, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was quite smart. But, but saying that it was quite smart, we still should have killed them. We still did all yeah. of the stuff which should have killed them if it wasn't for the greatest goalkeeping performance in, in Champions League history. <laughs> My my top three were were more Canate Fab, um, and I think I know we've talked about Diaz and Henderson, but I think the person the player I was most frustrated with in this case, Trent, obviously he's my favourite. I but thought Trent was great. I thought Trent was decent. delivery and some of his oh, yeah. passing. Yeah, was... but he put in three crosses that were out of his world. He did, but for the standards that I, that I think... Yeah, I, I, I get what you mean, but isn't that a bit... I don't know what that's called. There's a term for that where you're... To put it in the context of the game, right? He was focusing on having Vinny defending him. He did really well against he that. He did brilliantly. He did brilliantly. It was unbelievable. I'm, that's it, what I'm saying. It, it, was, it was on the ball, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Right. But the, one of the balls he puts to the back post of Diaz, honestly, if that's Jota, that's 1-0. Like in the second half, or one or it was yeah, a beautiful yeah, ball. Yeah, got in on it. Yeah, but it, it, that should have been in the net or on target. And Diaz, we know, isn't great in the air, so he, he misses. He misses it. So, and there was a two others. The, 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 in the first half, the boy puts cross six yard box between um, uh, Alaba and uh, Mendy to uh, to find to find Mo for that, that that it was slightly behind it, but the shot on sixteen minutes, great balls. He's a really good player. I thought I'm not saying he's brilliant, but he, I don't think he was one of our. There, there were three. There were three switches he played. Yeah, unbelievable, absolute filth. Yes, with yeah. the fade on them, with the fade and the drop in, unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe right. if we maybe. if we had scored, if if, yeah. if Thiago had scored the header, like oh the if, front post flick, yeah, Thiago yeah. doesn't, yeah. doesn't do anything else, and he's man of the match. Yeah, yeah, and to be fair, you Thiago should get on that. He knows the pattern of yeah, play. He, he knows that cross is going there. He just throws himself at it. It goes in. But the thing is, to be fair to him, right, as a footballer, the worst, 
height of cross that you can get is there, bow yeah. button height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's above volley level and it's below yeah, head height. So you have to turn it into a diving header. Yeah, no, I know. Jota would have just tucked it away. Yeah. About it's, it's, it's more of that bad luck of it, of the wrong person. You know the one, uh, was it second half, where I think it's Jota has a shot and it comes across a mode and it's an open goal? Yeah. It, is Mo a bit slow there? I'm thinking Mo just should get there earlier and put it in the empty net. That might sound incredibly harsh, but it just there is an empty net there. I'm never going to doubt he, wait, he waits for it. No, no, but he waits for it to come down, what I'm saying. He waits for it to come down to his foot. I don't know. It's just little things where you think, ah, ah. I think if he goes to head it out, he smash his face on the post, isn't it? No, because it's yeah, maybe I don't know. It's just looking at you look at ultimately Quartar says another one which you shouldn't have done. Shouldn't I, I also think it's, it's 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 an almost impossible angle, right? So if you're yeah. if you're weighing up like the mechanics of get your foot to that position to be able to tuck it into that tiniest of windows, he was just trying to get the most control. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Nah. Anyway, boys. What have you got anything else before we finish? Because it's I think it's been a superb part, especially the, the first half an hour with the uh thing. But I think we've broken it down and we've I think with with under pressure, one of the best things is we do it two sometimes three days later and you've got a time to think and you've got time to analyze things and you've got time to run Monte Carlo simulations for a time. And and it gives you time to Reflect on it. Have you got anything else? No, it's just same reason as I said to you when we did the preview. The stats made me feel better, made me feel more confident, right? And what you just said, the reflection and looking at the numbers, made me feel better about our performance. Like I was disappointed we didn't win, but having looked at the numbers, taking it away, re-looking at it again, I'm like, we didn't do a lot wrong. And like, if if we'd won that game two 0 people would not have been. Like Dedegon, that had been one of the most comprehensive uh, Champions League wins I've ever seen. Yeah, I, if we won it one nil, like if the score had been completely around the other way, who would have been like that? That was an outstanding performance from Liverpool. It just happens. One moment, our fullback does a lala, and uh, they they nick it one nil. And the, and they've also got one of the best goalkeepers. And the, and the goalkeeper pulls off an absolute worldie. But yeah, so I, I just yeah. Go on, mate. So I just what I just thought this was something interesting that you said. Ball upon. I have said it on. The- you said that there was a feeling with fans that even had we won, there wasn't a lot of there was a kind of a drop off in the energy of the of the fans, and it was a it wasn't you know win or lose, there was more important things that happened that night. I it's impossible to it's impossible to talk about like. We we witnessed. I felt how the atmosphere had completely changed. And as soon as that, as soon as Benzema had his goal disallowed, it sucked the air out of the the crowd. There was no. The only time the crowd got back into it was when um, there was something to be angry about against UEFA. There was like uh, uh, fuck you, like the fuckeries uh, chant became fuck UEFA. And that was the the focus of the, of the fans by that stage. It, it was 
I can't, it, there was a, a feeling of disbelief. I can't, I don't know how to feel about this. It felt so emotional. Like it was not, not in the way I've been at grand. And, and, and it felt like, um, it was a tinderbox. Anything could have started this riot. Not that we were going to fight anybody, but do you know what I mean? Like it, yeah, yeah. this was not that. It, this this felt like anything happened start crying and it it was it was the uh, an, uh, it was just a horrible feeling i don't nobody cared about it by the end of it we were just walked out we were got from a, a general sense of of this is that day but the focus was on let's get out of here and not get stabbed by the locals or gas police we we were like yeah we lost and that's how it felt. I don't know if we... I do know for sure, 85 minutes, there was no way we were cheering at a victory at that point. Once those machine gun soldiers, a, a police came out, there was no turning that into a happy place. Yeah. Yeah. So we could never have recovered a goal at that point. It, it just wouldn't, it couldn't have. Because we were barely watching the game. Such such an important contextual point. This I um I I, I have no idea what it could ever feel like, and especially when you're with your when you're with your young son, and there were people that might not have even got in. And like Hamza says, if you're just more worried about your your kids have even got in, or your friends have got in, players might have even been worried about their families. I think there was more important things happened in this than uh, the result of a match, and we will we will come back. Dan will be back. We might do a we might do a pressing pod um, if there's any stories in there, um, but we will definitely be doing a season review, and we can talk about whether it was a successful season and all that. But really appreciate your thoughts, boys, um, especially those at the start side really did paint a picture that a lot of us needed to hear the details of it and and also i think the stuff that you enjoyed the yeah the, the, stuff, the stuff in paris with the, with the scooters and you know and that excitement that you're supposed to have that's what it should be about it should be about kids 15 year olds 14 15 year olds going to the first ever champions league final Inspiring of generation, having that, having that, yeah, he's just selling the next generation, and they'll be going to the years, and and you, the the fact that this is one that they've had to experience makes me sick to my core, and fingers crossed that something happens because it's a, it's an absolute disgrace. Um, so yeah, cheers, boys. Pleasure. Good job, dudes. And we will be back for the season review. Up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. 
You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.